Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic University podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Canton III. As it has been a while since we've been on the main feed, we've been doing some stuff on Patreon, patreon.com slash mcuniversitypod. But we are here to discuss a trailer as Doctor Strange into the Multiverse of Madness released its second trailer during the Super Bowl, and it was so humongous and huge that we had to come together and talk about it in depth. And I am here with my my buddies, my co-hosts, my pals, one Jake Christie, the producer of this show. Jake, how are you? It's been a while since we podcasted <laughs> on the main feed. I'm doing well. <laughs> that was that was that was wonderful. Uh, Jerome Jet Setting in LA at the Super Bowl. How you doing, man? I feel the experience of this podcast, thanks to Jake now, has already been stained. Yeah, you're damn right. You're damn right it has. Damn right. Happy to be back. Oh, absolutely. And guys, my goodness gracious, we've got this trailer. And I mean, the striking thing about it, and I'll just briefly say this, was it felt very Sam Raimi in his, in in, in just the, the visuals it was there was a little bit of a horror element as we watched some of this stuff unfold all of this multiversal stuff which we'll get into but let's talk about the trailer and what it looked like uh first jerome i'll start with you what, what did you think of it uh it's super fun obviously uh i think it is a trailer that is very aware of like where mcu is at currently like i think when it came to say you know, No Way Home, it really made an effort to hide the Easter eggs and the things that are about to pop up. And there's really no point to this point. Like, everything is the worst kept secret when it comes to stuff. And also, chances are, whatever they're revealing here, that just only means there's even more to come. But um, no, it's like, it's super exciting. Like, I'm just ready to get to May and get to this movie um, and to see where, where they go with this. Uh, that's, like, this is the movie that feels like everything i would say you've talked through since i don't know when was our first mention of multiverse like this is the one that's going to come together where yeah 2019 it, it's Jeez. about to get real stupid um <laughs> i i do actually want to like outside of jake's like initial thoughts i do want to point like your sam raimi comment there that's an interesting one i think tonally for sure that feels raimi i think i haven't gotten a chance to see a lot of his more recent stuff but Raimi to me always like has a bit of a kind of lower budget practical mm -hmm. effects yeah. feeling. Mm -hmm. And this one being that it's MCU is very big on, you know, CGI and like the visuals are stunning that way, but like in yeah. a way that I don't know feels Raimi to me. And that's the part where I, I want to hear what Jake would. Thinks. I would just, yeah, what I would say is, and I mean this with no rudeness whatsoever is the only way that you would say that watching this trailer is if the only Sam Raimi movies you saw were the Spider-Man movies. Because it actually mm. just... The big criticism I have of this is that it it feels like they have a great director and they're not letting him do any of his visual stuff. Which is fine. Like, that's the way the MCU is. Um, and, like, yeah. there's touches and stuff like that where there's, like, some of the body horror, which is a big thing with him. But his movies do have a very gritty feel, which obviously the MCU just generally doesn't have. And I think also Dr. Strange is just not the best character to have that for. He is inherently very mystical, like not very tactile because he's, you know, the yeah. magic and all that. Um, but I really did like the trailer. And I think that there are elements in it that are very Sam Raimi, but it definitely doesn't feel, I would not have, if you asked me, you know, like if you told me that a great director directed this trailer, I Sam Raimi would not have been my first pick. Um, but once right. again, I'm glad that his name's in the trailer. I don't know how often, I don't know how often that happens where, uh, the MCU has had a director's name and it's like him, Chloe Zhao, and that might be it. Yeah. They don't Yeah. I, do did they even do, they wouldn't have done it with Taika cause Taika basically kind of made it with Ragnarok. Like even yeah. though he, he was well known otherwise. I, yeah, th that's the interesting thing. Like, um, when it comes to Raimi, there hasn't been anything in the trailer yet that has like been like, this is a Raimi thing outside of like the very loose thing of like. 
it's a horror genre, which we know that. I mean, like, we obviously will know it's the same Raimi thing when through one of the multiverse portals, Liam Neeson as Dark Man comes out, and like then we'll know it's the same Raimi. And then, well, then, you know, I mean, like what, the way we really know is just like who does Bruce Campbell play? Well, like, of course, at that point, <laughs> yeah. Um, like I, I think you know Bruce Campbell as maybe the uh, person who seats everyone at uh, the wedding as like the mm-hmm. same snooty character. I yeah, think sure, that's yeah, probably perfect. the usher there that way. I think that'd be a good move. Maybe um, Strange is like late to it and he's holding that door, not letting mm-hmm. it in. I think that could be its own like multiversal moment. But um, no, uh, like I am very excited that Raimi is involved. Uh, I just haven't seen quite yet the Raimi touch. So okay, I'm, I'm waiting mean, for that. Well, if that's the case, then what what stood out to you watching this? A lot vibes. of things happening, really. Just vibes. Vibes. Yeah. Vibes yeah. for me. Because <laughs> I think that the, the soundtrack sound is great. And I think if uh-huh. that's what they're going with, like, I think that it's a little far-fetched for people to say, like, this is the MCU's first horror movie. Just because structurally it's not going to be a horror movie because it's no. just that horror movies just almost inherently have to have smaller plots than this is going to have. But I think that the soundtrack gives the vibe that it is going to be very... It's going to be dark and, like, very... Uh, you know. Like for example, when you watch like Winter Soldier, like even mm-hmm. if you probably check trailers, like you're like that's a spy thriller. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't yet. Like there are horror elements in terms of like fantastical things happening. I mean, we have a zombie involved, like all of those parts there. But you know, um, I think in this case, kind of differently from like some of the other stuff because the involvement of Sam Raimi, a big name director, that way is. Uh, it's already kind of setting its own expectations of what we're supposed to be watching and what they deliver in the trailer isn't quite that yet. Not to say that the trailer is bad. It's just mm-hmm. like almost just let the movie speak for itself. You don't need to like go in with all the like Raimi's involved and this is going on and all that. So I think, um, yeah, it. I mean, it's super exciting. Like, don't get me wrong. I think it's going to be a fantastic film. Obviously, we saw one character that looks to appear and then a couple of like silhouettes of characters like, uh i didn't find out until a few days later because uh as you guys know i was flying back so i did not watch it live and also i might not have even caught it on a canadian broadcast of the super bowl but the tv spot has even more pieces that yeah, are not yeah. in the trailer itself that's which the zombie is also stuff cool. mm-hmm. right it has the zombie, zombie stuff but also defender yeah, yeah defender um, strange, strange that that hair that is in that there hairdo is just majestic yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> silver fox <laughs> oh man so uh you know, it's funny. There's a lot of different places that I can jump into, but I think the one where I feel like most people wanted to talk about, like we can get it off the bat, was the fact yeah. that a minute and 18 seconds into this trailer, uh, we heard okay. uh, Sir Patrick Stewart's voice and mm-hmm. what seems to be the return of Charles Xavier, um, the, his first uh, mm-hmm. foray into the MCU. And and I and I say this, the fact that they put this in the trailer would suggest that that's just like a little droplet of like all yeah. of the stuff that they're doing in this fantastical movie that they have set. So what? So mm-hmm. when you heard when you guys heard the voice and Jake, I'll throw it throw it to you first. What was your what was your initial thought? My initial thought, honestly, was what you just said, which is, oh, shit, they got a lot of big stuff coming if they're going to give us that in the trailer. Because, like, that's just... That is... I think that what they did that for is I think they want to, like... They want to whet the appetite of audiences in regards to having Easter eggs and multiversal things and people coming back. So, um... Because I think the risk with a character like Doctor Strange, even though this movie's going to be huge is uh everyone knows why spider-man no way home made so much money because mm-hmm. people love spider-man and they love all the other characters and i think there's a risk that i guarantee you there's uh you know millions of people who saw no way home who have not seen the original doctor strange and so i think you need to like kind of give them the hint that this is bigger than just the sequel to the original doctor strange which is kind of obvious but i think it is something you need to put there and and i was excited especially because it didn't it felt like this is not the version the exact version of professor x that we're familiar with or at least he's not in the same setting like he's clearly not in like you know the school for extraordinary youngsters um and so that's exciting because it's like what is this guy up to you know what group there's definitely some comics thing i don't know it's very illuminating 
Yeah. Yes, I know the Illuminati is a thing that I've seen people say on Twitter, and so I was going to let AC say that, but... Yeah, yeah. no, um, no, I'm glad that Jerome did that, but go ahead, Jerome. Yeah, uh, I think at this point, it's like, it's classic Marvel trailer. It gives, so it just like lets you kind of set your footing as to, okay, this is what they're willing to share, and then that means like how much further, how many more steps like above that it can go. Uh, what... I think Jake raises a really good point. Um, Doctor Strange specifically is one of those characters that I think is an indie darling, but I don't know what his mainstream appeal is, even with Benedict mm-hmm. Cumberbatch playing him. Um, because like the best I feel that we can say about the Doctor Strange movie is most people kind of come back saying like better than what I remember. Like they might not have had right. like the best first impression, but they all go back retroactively and like love the movie. At the same time, how many casual fans are really like going back to give Doctor Strange another chance? And um, I think he, you know, he has a really good turn in Infinity War and Endgame, mm-hmm. uh, and then of course he's featured in No Way Home. Um, but Jake's right; like beyond you know just the uh, bit of like sprinkling this and creating the expectation more for like core fans, I think Doctor Strange does need to give people um just like the general public something to chomp onto and i'm actually curious on that front too if they are immediately picking up that it's xavier because like we know because we know yeah but um you know i think it, people if they're because that part was not actually shown on tv that was exclusively just online right and i feel like if you're watching it just if it is the one thing you're watching if you have seen the X Men movies, the at voice all, actually appears it. on TV too. I rewatch the TV okay. spot. Yeah, yeah, okay. It does. I only saw yeah, the thirty yeah. second one. I was at a party, so I don't know. I even yeah, yeah, the thirty second. Yeah, I, I just rewatched it right before. So like, you do hear his voice. I forget if um, there are two shots in that scene. I forget if it's like in the trailer because there's a wide shot from behind Doctor yeah. Strange, and we see a character walking toward who clearly isn't Xavier because he's no. walking. Yeah, and, but then um. He also has what appears to be a sword or something like mm-hmm. down the middle of his back. And I can only think of like one character in my history of watching Marvel movies that carries his sword that way. Um, but I'm like, why would he be at that level? I don't know. There, I think there's just like an interesting element of, yeah, there, there's a lot to come. And I think that's going to be really exciting. Uh, I think it looks really cool. Uh, it does tap into, again... You know, some of the stuff that we're used to visually from the first Doctor Strange. Like, if anything, mm. it feels like it's kind of an extension of that. And now it's just like, again, getting into the movie and seeing like where that additional Raimi touch is going to be. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we got six chairs there in that in that shot. So uh, Marvel's Illuminati, for those who don't know, are a bunch of char- a bunch of characters in, in the. So you universe. have a starting five and a one off the bench. Is that like what we're <laughs> yeah? Doing? Like a rotation. Essentially, okay. yeah. Essentially, that's how it started. It was Iron Man, Doctor Strange, uh, Mister Fantastic, uh, Black Bolt, uh, Neymar, and um, and Xavier. So like those mm. were the six that that initially started it. Black Panther would join in at some point later. So. They've had different iterations. It basically, it was a group that did a lot of shady stuff. They were basically, obviously, part of their own factions, being the Avengers, the X-Men, and and things like that. And they would do things in secret that they wouldn't tell, you know, their fellow teammates. I think the most notable thing in the history of the comics that they did was they were the people responsible for sending the Hulk into space after he got a little too wild. And hence mm. Planet Hulk, and hence World War Hulk, where he came back and almost killed them all. So that's you know that's just the the kind of things that the Illuminati is. They they you know they have there's this one issue that I read not too long ago where they each were in charge of um, having an Infinity Stone, and they they all basically had trouble controlling them. So it became like just mm. a mm. a whole bunch of hijinks uh, for for that instance. So. It, it it looks like this is more of a multiversal um, Illuminati in a sense because I think uh, it felt a little bit like yeah. the TVA as advertised. 
yeah. an actual TVA type situation. I mean, or you it actually sounds like it now would be dumb, but it sounds like the Illuminati. <laughs> what is well, that? No, like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at least but like adding in the context, I mean right. like in terms of uh like them handling the multiverse in this case, it just sounds mm-hmm. very similar yeah. to, and like more on the level of like what we were seeing in Loki. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so, I mean, there's other shots of other characters that we see. Like, I I know the one thing that people went kind of nuts about was the idea that one of the characters looked like what would be the superior Iron Man, which then got oh. everybody on the internet to talk about Tom Cruise uh, being <laughs> a, a possible uh, person who shows up. At least that's been one of the heavy rumors anyway. But in in, in one of those other shots, like we see later that it's a different version of Captain Marvel attacking Wanda. Mm-hmm. And I think... So that's it, who it is there, right? I was just like, I was like, there's no way they would just have like a very obscure like Johnny Storm situation. But that looks like it's Captain Marvel, right? Yeah. It and is it, definitely. Yeah, yeah, and it looks like it's Maria Rambeau as mm-hmm. as uh, as Captain Marvel gotcha. uh, in this instance. Mm-hmm. So there, you know, that, that part when it's revealed should be interesting. Obviously, it's clear that Mordo, variant Mordo is a part of this, uh, Rasta Man. Uh, um, Mordo right. is is is, mm-hmm. is in this, so it be the fact that we've seen this version of Mordo makes me wonder what is what the real one or the six one six one is up to. So they haven't shown that yet. So I think that's a a nice little nugget that they held out so far. And clearly, a lot of fans are heavily into Wanda's story and everything that came out of WandaVision and what she's up to here, uh, she probably had the line of the trailer, uh, where she were, definitely were had the line of the trailer. <laughs> yeah, she definitely had the line of the trailer um, in talking to Strange, and it, it's pretty, and it looks pretty clear that the scene that we saw initially in the first trailer and what they showed at the beginning of this one, where they're out in the fields, seems like a deep fake, and it looks like whatever Wanda's doing, uh, Strange is in immediate now why would you say deep fake there and not a variant like in every other scenario um because i feel like with the way that wandavision ended the only logical place to go is the fact that she's been studying the dark hold for so long and the properties Mm -hmm. of that book can kind of make somebody go nuts and okay and in that instance, we know that she's looking for her children or looking to bring back her children or whatever version that she's trying to do. And this is where the what if story of Doctor Strange, for those who haven't watched what if, I would say if there's any episode that you should watch is the is the Doctor Strange episode, because I think it'll inform a lot of what Wanda is attempting to do in this movie um, and trying to not only absorb all of the power, but maybe even another version of herself as which we see, um, towards the end of the trailer. So, um, I think Wanda, Wanda's a really interesting character and I'm very, I'm very curious to see how they portray her here. It, it, it the, it the seems they're not even hiding that. at this point that yeah. Wanda is the villain of this movie. Yes. Like, yeah. I think there are going to be elements for sure, like of different characters that will be involved, but, it like it just doesn't seem like it's a bait and switch here with Wanda being set up as the big bad. No. Yeah. No, not at all. Because I think it's more complicated than her just being the big bad. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a bigger bad that and the, and the movie ends up introducing in some way, shape, or form, or some a yeah. bigger concept that's bad. Um, but yeah, I think that the way that they're portraying her here, I think, is encouraging because I think that a lot of people, myself included, are worried that. We're, we're worried that the that Marvel would have a bad gauge of how bad audiences thought Wanda was. You know that they would mm-hmm. make the assumption that because she was a hero at one point, we would forgive her for the Westview stuff. And it's clear that they're willing to recognize. It. And I didn't wasn't really that worried about that because that's more of a DC thing to do. To be like, what do you mean mm-hmm. people might be mad at Superman for destroying the entire city? He's a hero, so he can do whatever he wants. Um, mm. But uh, I, I think that it's important that they that they treat her as like kind of at best a untrustworthy ally. Um, Loose yeah, and you just, yeah. It's a, and you just know damn well, whenever someone is like, she has a point, but if you're saying that, like if your defense for something you did is other people do it and they get hailed as heroes, like 
you're doing something bad. Like that's just not really a thing that, right. like, you know, you, if, if you, you know, if you actually were doing a good thing, you would have a better defense of that. It was the mm. that's not fair for me. Uh, yeah, it was a very nice line delivery by Elizabeth Olsen there, and she's so. not wrong. It isn't fair. <laughs> no, it's it, she yeah. isn't wrong. No, she isn't. Her point isn't wrong. Yeah. That doesn't mean mm. that she's not like committing an atrocity just off out of frame. Right, and I, and I think the funny thing about that line is, is like when you think about Doctor Strange, um, just generally like all of the, I mean, the spell in No Way Home. It's just mm. I remember all of the speculation that oh, that's not the real Strange, but you know, in actuality, that's. That's kind of like Doctor Strange being a, an arrogant dick is kind of like what right. led him to where he is currently, which is to kind of, I don't know, fix a mess that might be too big for him. And I, th- I just think that the sc- that's the thing about the scale of this movie, um, mm-hmm. just not only what it looks like, but the you think about the characters that they may bring in for cameos and stuff like that, but just like the the MCU has a mess that they're gonna have to clean up with this multiverse thing at some point because it feels like this movie is going to throw I mean, it it's already a mess into, right it's like, gonna throw it into entire chaos like the clean cleanup is already kind of happening now like if anything this is going to be like the first failed attempt at cleaning up right um but yeah i mean you talk about scale and it's like it's coming in different folds like there's the obvious like what we expect what we are speculating is the cameos from pre-existing properties that we think have already maybe shown up in the trailer or mm-hmm. are due to show up. Mm-hmm. Um, but not just the scale of that. Like one thing that, I mean, we kind of do get it with No Way Home because we have three different Spider-Man, but like we have our main characters being played differently because there are multiple variants of each. Like Strange, mm-hmm. as far as we know, has at least four variants in yeah. that mm-hmm. we know of already through the trailer like let's there's the strange that we know 616 correct there's a mm-hmm. zombie strange that looks there nuts. is <laughs> that one's nuts there's the fender strange mm-hmm. and there's the uh sorcerer supreme strange is that the, yes. one, the one that yeah and so yeah that's already four of them right there and how exactly like that all fits in with wanda we can't exactly keep count but there's like the one like there's the Scarlet Witch, there is the uh, wa- sitcom Wanda that is just like around mm-hmm. there, and we're not sure about that. And like, if we're minimizing it most, at least those two, but we don't exactly know how many times those things are bring, being broken over. And like to your point, describing the what if plot, like Wanda could be doing a lot of the same things there. Um, going through also like you know random things that are popping up already. Mm-hmm. Ultron robots are yeah. just around, um, which could mean a return of James Spader. Who knows? But at, at the very least, like we maybe hear a voice here and there. Um, we well, actually, even... this is where they lean into the. This is where the people uh, uh, lean into the Superior Iron Man thing because Superior Iron Man fixes Ultron and makes him, you know, Got uh, it. workable. So that's where right. that's where the superior Iron Man theory is coming from from a lot of folks. But continue. Oh uh, yeah, and also like we haven't mentioned her yet, but it's kind of fallen under the radar. But we see a few more shots. America Chavez. Oh, um, let's yes, let's talk about let's her. Talk man. About her. Yeah. yeah, man, Ch- uh, Chody Gomez. Let me tell you, um, just off of some of the brief shots in this trailer, she looks so badass. She really does. Right. I, I there's a lot of energy. Um, emanating uh, from her in this trailer. And for those who don't know, America Chavez is a basically a interdimensional hero. As in basically, she has super strength. She got super speed. She's very durable. But her most important power is she can travel through all different dimensions. She has the power to do that. And my guess is uh, Wanda is going to be after her because of that particular power. Uh, basically, she... Mm. She punches like she she does punches and kicks that create like some type of star, and the star okay. allows you to travel through different dimensions. Like at the initial shot when the trailer starts in the first five mm-hmm. to ten seconds, you see that star. She doesn't uh, also go wahoo through. when she goes into stun mode, does she? <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, what an inadvertent lob by me to you. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but but yeah, man. So like her, she, you know, she's interesting and in, like she has a lot of history in the books as somebody who you know interacts with the um the ultimates which is a different hero team later in the books um mm-hmm. i think you can i think the way that she's casted and as young as she is i could see her being a part of the young avengers uh okay well like again kind of going back to like wanting to talk about the tra- trailer itself like yeah. what information are you getting about her in the trailer not necessarily like can i just say i respect anyone who does superhero fighting in a jean jacket honestly yeah like it's just yeah yeah i just respect that i mean you know you you, you, your your national tuxedo canadian tuxedo (laughs) right there you know shout it out um no no like i I think but you were saying she's like interesting like element we like we know the powers because like obviously we know from outside like we're just doing our own research on the character but um how exactly she comes into the fold i'm guessing because strange like either she comes through or strange like comes upon her because she's able to travel between multiverses but it will be really interesting to see like where exactly she fits in this whole equation because uh for like the scale that you're speaking of it seems like beyond her uh but like obviously it's necessary to introduce her as a character. So just seeing where exactly she fits, I think that's like a really interesting idea. Fun fact, she was originally supposed to actually be, uh, be introduced in Spider-Man No Way Home, but they decided, they decided otherwise. I think she was, she was actually supposed to bring uh, Toby and Andrew in. uh, Mm -hmm. And they, and then they decided otherwise, which I think ended up being a good call. I think. Yeah. I, I, I think the thing too about, her just knowing that they cast a young actress i think a thing that i'd be interested is i'm interested in how far along her journey into knowing and having her powers she is because i can imagine that you know that that i think it's at least as far as i can tell i think if we're if we're gonna have like an illuminati and uh, Doctor Strange running into all these characters who are like big multiversal figures. Mm. I actually think the most interesting way to portray her would be if she's not as all knowing as everyone else. Because I think it, you only I, you, go, you exactly only it. have so yes. many characters who know all the answers. Yeah. And I think if 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 she's like you know a young girl who has these powers and is just figuring out how to travel between multiverses, I think that that could be very interesting. It, I, I think, and you just need someone outside of the bubble. Like if it were thinking like in some kind of real world terms, like. You like to have one person who doesn't use Twitter, who just exists yeah, in the room. Exactly. And, yeah. and and also what you mentioned too, AC, about, you know, Wanda wanting to get her. I think that that's also why just subconsciously it's good to cast a younger actress. Mm-hmm. Because even if she is the most powerful, as powerful as you're describing, there just is something about, you know, a young person in peril that is obviously always, you know, better. So I think that, I think it was very conscious to make it a young person, even beyond just the young Avengers potential. Because I think it's, even if she has more powerful powers than Doctor Strange, maybe, I think you're supposed to subconsciously be like but can this person hold their own right that's a good point and she may not even be in 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 entire control of her powers as we see as they're both go as her and strange are both going through multiverses um just like the what if part with the watcher when he was fighting um super ultron and like you kind of see another shot of that same kind of like glass that it looked like Mm -hmm. in in that episode and then you see them kind of going through different different dimensions. One of them I found interesting. We see the dinosaurs that looks like the Savage Land, which is um, part of X Men lore. Uh, so that that was interesting to see in that shot. But yeah, she might not. To your point, Jake, being entire control of her faculty, so that might just create some hijinks on its own. I just also I love the fact you use that phrase because I know what you mean by but control my faculties immediately is like either someone's crazy or they can't control their bowels is where my mind went and I'm like I don't think that that's the case. Um, sorry, my I had a mom who worked in a nursing home for a while. The phrase control faculties does not make me think of superpowers. Um, but yeah, I think I think that that's really interesting. I think she's gonna be very interesting. Now, can I bring up another character? Yeah, go yep, ahead. It's in a couple shots, people were joking. Oh my god, I can't believe the guy in this again. My girl Rachel McAdams, the pride yep. of the Great White North. It's like Jerome and Rachel McAdams are like one A and one B. Um, Rachel I just really I hope. Thank you for putting me in that company for the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The and then Drake yeah. is too. Um, uh, no. Uh, but... no, sorry. No, uh, no but that's it, reach. I'm kidding. Uh, that 
I also great joke with Rachel getting married, by the way. I, I stepped on that, but that's a good joke. Um, <laughs> I did, honestly did not think that the person to say it, reference to Jonathan Demi movie would be not me. But anyway, so I hope <laughs> I that, that they give her more to do. I yeah. hope they give her more to do than in the original. And kind of, I think that there is a very interesting thing you can play with of like, what is it if Stephen Strange's original personal feelings re-enter the picture because besides the what if episode he's been kind of cut off like he's it seems like he has no problem whatsoever cutting off his old worldly desires in in the name of sorcery right and yeah it's it's like a priesthood essentially exactly and like there's nothing less narratively interesting than a priest who is really happy about being celibate you know what i mean like if if he actually i want them to address like does he have doubts about like his choice to completely give up what we know is his love of his life for this? And of course the answer is going to end up being yes, but I really hope that they explore that tension because the thing that I kind of hate about her in the original Dr. Strange, not her as a character, but the way it's used is that they have a lot of her at the beginning, just being yelled at by Steven. And then once mm-hmm. he becomes the sorcerer Supreme, they only have like that one, not sorcerer, once he becomes a sorcerer, they only have that one scene where she's mostly just freaked out by it, but there's none of that tension of like the, you know, yeah, do I still want to be with you? Uh, yeah. And yeah, it's just not that it's just, if it's just, if his answer is just full wholeheartedly hook him to a polygraph test, no stress. I am willing to give up Christine Palmer to be a sorcerer. That's just boring. And I don't think that that's actually the answer anyway. So I actually want to see that explored. Well, I think, well, we you know, know Jake, so was in for a love story. So <laughs> yes, I quote the great critic, uh, David Sims of the Atlantic. It's good when attractive people in movies kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I really like that you said that because I think this brings up a point that we discussed um, when we were talking about the the Raimi Spider-Man movies where the handling of relationships and handling of the more emotional aspects of, of things, um, not necessarily I would say could be a, a huge problem, but I think it could be one of those things that can get overlooked in a movie like this with mm-hmm. so many things happening and stuff like that. Because, you know, we also see what looks like to be Christine's variant with Strange and, mm. and, and America in another another scene because mm. the, the hair is colored differently. So mm-hmm. it, it makes me wonder if that wedding scene is just kind of like a thing that happens to get to the, to whatever they're doing, or will there mm-hmm. be something that they examine? Um, I would like to see that to your point, Jake. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, if I'm, anyone who's ever seen when Harry but Sally knows that learning that your ex got married can be a really triggering thing and make you make some bad decisions, you know? So <laughs> it's, I, I, you, you know, you could see that like, you know, maybe Stephen hasn't thought about her, but then he learns she's getting married to some bum. Um, I don't know what person. He's not a bum. He's honestly just a responsible guy who doesn't have weird faces. Do, do we see the? Do we see the groom in this? I forget. We do. I believe we do. He's do a, we? Okay. A, I think it's the black, tall black actor. I don't yeah. recognize. Oh, okay, yeah. right, right, okay. Yeah, I think it's the black dude. I don't, I, I, I've never seen him in anything before that I would recognize. But um, yeah. you know what? He he he. I don't know if his character is, but he has British actor face. So I'm gonna like, just go on a limb and assume it as British. <laughs> All right. Let, let, let me pull it. There's a certain vibe. Oh yeah, yeah, I see it. I see what you're saying there. Yeah, I kind of agree with you there. Um. <laughs> yeah, I, I try. I try not to say things that are completely without merit. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so like, there is another. There's we see the monster. Um, initially the the long tentacled monster that I think we've seen before, or what looks like it in What If, and this time. Uh, we see it with the big old eye. Normally, yep. it, w- it would have been called uh, Shumagorath, but in this case, it's being called Gargantos uh, because it was a legal issue with the name and licensing with Marvel. So they were just like, okay, we're just. It sounds like a collaboration with Taco Bell. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what. Like you wouldn't eat any fries, Gargantos. <laughs> yeah, of course I would eat fries, Gargantos. So just, just... Easily. Stop asking questions to know the answer to drum. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that Jake was from Florida? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think I've invented fries? What are you talking about? What do you think we called it when we combined multiple fries and the nacho cheese that came on the nachos at lunch in high school? What do you mean? That's <laughs> yeah. what we call a kid's menu anywhere else. <laughs> I hate you guys. Um, but I love you guys. Also, 
So like with so you have the Gargantos thing, and the only other monster that I don't really know about is like the one that we initially see at the outset of the trailer, where I mentioned earlier about America Chavez's star, and mm-hmm. it seems like she's being held back by some monster with a very mm-hmm. weird mouth. I don't know what that is. I'm excited to see what that is. It's a very brief shot. Happens very quick, mm. but like what's it's like right at it's right at the beginning she's being held by this monster and i think strange is trying to get her out of it so i wonder what that is i'm very curious uh, to see what that thing what that thing or whatever it is may be so just so yeah just generally fascinated this trailer you know offers a lot um i mean as far as as far as some of the other cameos that Seems like we got a confirmation in the poster with the shards of glass that in one of the shards of glass, it was uh, one Captain Peggy Carter shield. So I think Mm. we may see her probably being a part of that uh, multiversal Illuminati. And, you know, after Mm -hmm. that, it's anybody's guess as to who or what Mm -hmm. shows up because they have basically... The whole cast of characters from Fox yeah. and uh, Sony. Uh, yep. Programming note: I think we should hold until right before the release. We should do a thing where we guess like our five, like wildest guesses. So I, I want to just I want to hold the speculation for now because I think that that's just you know what that is. That's good content. That's so a good to say, you know. That's a good tease. That's a good tease. So before before we transition to the to um the final thoughts on the trailer and also something else that that i know jake did it as a joke but i actually want to hear his thoughts mm-hmm. about okay, um, yeah, yeah. um i uh, the the strange the supreme strange i don't know if he's gonna be in this long but i'm very curious to see if they translate whatever happened at the end of his story and what if to what happens here or is this just a brand new setting for this person because he seems a little more happier in this in this trailer the way he says things i wouldn't got out of describe hand. that as happy he just seems manic which <laughs> seems in line with where he was there yeah and, uh, and also just very much not the same thing people have been known yeah. to confuse the two but right, they're right, not right. the same thing right um, and this this almost makes me wonder if the watcher is involved in this too and we don't even know Hmm. Damn. Yeah. If so, big year for Jeffrey Wright. And honestly, well huge year for Jeffrey Wright. Yeah. Oh yeah, super year for Jeffrey Wright. So, uh, all right. So, any final, any final thoughts on the trailer? Um, just generally before we, before we get to Jake's uh, very, very important thoughts. So, my final thoughts on this trailer, just because I want to go A B. You know, I, I don't want to speak twice in a row. Yes. Uh, is that I think that it, it teases just enough, and it gets me very excited for it. And like I said, I think just the vibe of what they're showing i think that the reason i think they show so much is because i think that none of the individual things we see maybe not none of but most of them are not individually important i think there's gonna be a lot of quick successions of different multiverses where crazy things are happening and stuff like that like i don't think that um I think that there's a lot of stuff we've seen in this trailer that is probably in the movie for not that long. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, they do that a yeah. lot with these trailers. Where, And I think that that's the reason why I'm not really that worried about Overlord with this movie. Because I think what No Way Home showed is that if the core story is good, then you can have as many big elements around it as possible, and they'll just feel like window dressing. And not in a bad way. They'll just, like, be... Again, they'll just add. They're not actually going to. Estab- as long as everything's in addition, because it's an established universe already. Right. Yeah, exactly. So as long as yeah. the core story is about you know, you know, Doctor Strange and Wanda and whoever else dealing with ramifications of messing with universes or whatever, and their personal stakes in that, then they can have as many cameos as they want, and that's all just going to add to it because it's n- it's not new plot points; it's just new details. Yeah. Um. Everything Jake said, I think uh, this did a really good job of just kind of keeping your interest there as if, you know, we're on a Marvel podcast. You don't really need to do much to keep our interest there. But uh, it did a very good job of <laughs> being like, in case you thought, in case you forgot Marvel, like Marvel is here and Marvel will be giving you like a ton of uh 
things that you will be speculating over, um, you will be excited and mark out about at the theater. Uh, it, it gave me a lot of thought about the original MCU formula of doing individual movies, building up to an event movie. And I think we're, we're just more and more moving away from that, A, because it's impossible for a character at this point to be alone in any given movie. It just makes no sense. So yeah. there's always going to be at least some level of team up and collaboration across characters. And then B, I think it's just, everything is so established at this point that like, I we're obviously going to get like some sort of like bigger event thing, but I just don't know how much more of a jump it'll be compared to like the like the movies that we have now, the Iceland movies. Every movie under Marvel that's coming out at this point is probably going to be pretty big, um, unless it's like introducing a brand new character by way of like say like a Shang Chi, and even Shang Chi was kind of big in itself. But everything else with an established character, like you know, when we get to Thor, um, Love and Thunder, like that's not going to be a small movie either, and everything's just going to build on top. So. Um, all that said, uh, I think this trailer does a really fantastic job of setting up you're about to get a spectacle, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I think that's the best way that you could describe this movie as a spectacle. And I just I'm I'm just generally excited because I think this movie could just be a whole shitload of fun, and you just don't know where it's gonna go. And what it's going to lead to. And I like the idea of Doctor Strange trying to clean up this humongous mess. And whatever that will mean for him. Uh, not only in, and not only just in the movie, but for his character overall. And I failed to mention, and I should be ashamed of myself for not even men mentioning this. But uh, shout out to our guy, Wong, uh, Sorcerer Supreme. Oh, he's doing some heavy, mm -hmm. heavy, heavy O. Uh... OT right now. It's unfair. Uh, I yeah, mean, you want to talk about, yeah, you want to talk about load management being over? My goodness gracious. Man's now going to have to play 38 minutes, 38 to 40. It's playoff He's time. Put it in those Thibodeau minutes, man. Come on. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. And you know how those Tibbs minutes can affect affect folks. And, and the thing is, I'm happy for him to do that because I don't know if you yeah. guys know this about Ben Wong. And it's one of the not funnier, but it's just a very interesting thing. If you watch any movies he did before, like two, 2010, he's like mm. a really thin, kind of wiry guy. And apparently mm. he just got mm -hmm. gained so much weight to do, for Netflix's Marco Polo that he's kind of just been losing slowly over the years. So every time you see him, <laughs> he's a little lighter and back to him. Like, so my point is, he's got to work hard. You know, once again, he, not that he looks bad, but now, but it's like, you know, he's getting, it's, it's, he's putting the I minutes mean, and he's working it off i will say if he aims to lose a lot of weight it really will change his daddy status like it that is true different so well, the, you know, if you like watching you should watch, consider like, that the, like if anyone if you has watch the old movie, uh, uh, connect to ben wong like let him know that he might be compromising his ranking especially if for you Shiv. If, if you watch like so, uh the movie sunshine like i watched and i was like 50 minutes in before i realized it was him and for me that's saying something it's like oh yeah, is yeah he's yeah. just like a hundred pounds lighter and then you cut to him in the martian and it's like what happened it's like oh he gained weight for a netflix series they only have like one season <laughs> anyway just a little fun tidbit yeah but but yeah man shout out to wong i'm looking forward to seeing what he has cooked up i'm wondering where where real uh 616 mordo is at and i'm just excited to see what wanda does uh this might be yeah, this might be her LeBron Game 6 uh, 2012. It might be. It might be one of those performances. So I, I want to see what she does. It should be very interesting to see, and, and we'll find out what's next for that. So to transition real quick. So yesterday mm -hmm. when uh, we were talking about this, the, talking about getting this podcast together, uh, Jake put a little, little jokey joke out on the internet about a certain movie that's coming out on Hulu. Let's not diminish Jake to a jokey joke person. Well, well, nah, it, it was, I, it was a joke. It, it, it was no, a joke. It was. I know, I know. It wasn't a jokey joke. I love baby. I love baby. Yeah, yeah. I love at the end of the day. But um, I, when I was, it's funny, because initially I did not pop in and and uh, and uh look at the trailer, but I just told him, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you like 10 minutes. You just go oh, off. And so I watched the trailer, by the way. Yeah. Because if you watched the trailer, AC, you wouldn't have told me that. <laughs> no, nah, no, no, no. Nah, you were... No, I did after. 
I did yeah. after. After okay. I said it, I said, yo, let me go and watch this trailer. And then I saw so, it and I was like, oh my goodness. Go ahead, Jake. Tell us what you so, saw. So this is, so a thing that I, as you, I, most people here know, I famously have been quoted in the Wall Street Journal about Marvel movies not having sex in them. Um, and so <laughs> it's, it's kind of ironic. And this is the thing I think about a lot that a certain subset of old people talk about how our culture is like gone to shit, even though movies 30 years ago had like 10 times as much sex in them as they do mm. now. The reason I bring this up is because there's a new film from director Adrian Lyon, who hasn't made a movie in about 20 years. He famously made things like, I don't know, Nine and a Half Weeks, Fatal well, Attraction. Here, like, I mean, this, you're saying that right now. I'm, I popped up the trailer. Like, we're talking about how cool it is for Multiverse of Madness to be like yeah. from director Sam Raimi. In yep. this case, for the movie, we'll just say the title right mm-hmm. now Deep Water. From the director of Fatal Attraction, Indecent mm-hmm. Proposal, and Nine and a Half Weeks. Mm-hmm. It, and goodness. this movie was filmed in early 2020. And it's important pop culturally. And it, it's basically been delayed forever. Because it's the movie where Ana de Armas and Ben Affleck met and started a relationship. Which involves a lot of Dunkin' Donuts and what have you. Mm. And the trailer, whereas Multiverse of Madness is a trailer of like, I don't know, like probably 180 scenes in it. This trailer is just one scene. It's them talking back and forth and it's close-ups on their faces. And there's no PC, there's not even any like PG-13 way for me to describe what's clearly happening. But mm-hmm. uh, let's just say Ben Affleck's hands, one of his hands is underneath her skirt. And mm-hmm. she's her face is showing the effects of that. And they're talking about like, do you love me and that type of stuff. And I guess what I'm trying her, to say is... Isn't her hand elsewhere too though? Yes. I, it, it looks like they're both, honestly, it looks like they're both giving each other, you know, hand, yeah. hand dropping, you know. You know. Giving um, out the hand. But the important thing, the important <laughs> thing though, is that this movie's going to be on Hulu. And... I'm just excited to see some A-list movie stars, you know, just be committed to having sex in movies again. Because it really is bizarre that now that every movie has to play in every fucking market in the whole world, everyone keeps their clothes on the whole time. It's like, Michael Douglas was the biggest star in the world, and you, it was not weird that he showed his penis in a movie. And I was right. glad that we're going to get back to that. Because Ben Affleck's done it before. You see it in Gone Girl. You see wait, a little wait, side so, um, but Jake, uh, just confirming again, when was this, like, originally... Uh, Produced. I don't know when it was going to come out because the thing is, is they f- finished filming, I think, like March 2020. And so mm-hmm. at that point, everything was so delayed that, like, I don't think it ever had an official release date. So it's been it's like str- it's it's been like two years is what you're saying. It's been two years. I've known about the industry term for I've that. Yeah, I think the no. industry term for that is uh, edging. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. That's what. But no, I seriously have known about this movie since probably November 2019 when it was announced what? that Adrian Lyme was going to make another movie. Because if you're me and you care about movies... And mm-hmm. you know the fact that Adrian Lyne, who's I think like 87 and still as horny as ever, apparently. Um, right. You know, last movie he made was Unfaithful, which is a movie with a lot he of sex in it. Unfaithful as well. You made yeah. Unfaithful. My guy is the, most, is the fucking horniest man oh, on the face fantastic. of the earth. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, like, and he's like, How did he's we not like let him direct the first sex scene in Marvel Cinematic? I you make an excellent point. And I, I think the fact that he hasn't made a movie in 20 years is why, is the thing about that. There's no if Hollywood doesn't have sex in it. There's no place for Adrian Lyon, which is why he hasn't made a movie in forever. But just to be like him, I coming just want off, him to have like a press release that just says like I'm back on my bullshit. Yeah, because it's just it, there's just something so remarkable about, and it just makes me happy. Not even from a pervy sense, but just truly from like a it is yeah, genuinely. Yeah, you be more excited for it to come out. It's genuinely <laughs> bad. I think. Well, that's just. I mean, I can't even. It's just bad for the culture. If no one is having sex in movies. And so right. I'm just really glad for this movie finally to come out. And the thing is, because it's taken two years to come out, that means it's almost certainly not good. Like, that's the important right, thing. Right. That if it was good, it wouldn't come out already. And so I'm also just fascinated because the press talk is obviously Ben Affleck's now back with Jennifer Lopez. There's just a million things that I can talk mm-hmm. about. And I just want to make sure I don't talk about it for more than 10 minutes because that was the bit number. And I'm, really, I'm getting a little close. So I was like, deep water. I mean, if you guys, if anyone wants to hear about it, I will. You, I don't need to be pushed very hard into do it, opening up a Discord channel. I think, it. I think it's gonna I have just, to be. I just, I just, I'm, well, listen, I'm telling my, I'm telling my wife, yeah. we gonna watch this thing. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I mean, all that said, happy belated Valentine's Day to everyone. Hey. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, they yeah. dropped it on Valentine's Day too. That I mean, that, yeah. that's freaking marketing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just it also says so much about me. Finally, like, romance is back in film. That <laughs> that like obviously I love the Marvel movies and stuff like that. But truly, like the the endorphin that went off in the back of my brain when I saw that there was a trailer. Because once again, this is a movie I've known about since like November 2019. That it actually right. exists. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is like this is like when the Blade announcement came out of nowhere. It's like, oh my god, I didn't even think this was on the table. And, right, right, right. Um, but uh, it's on Hulu. 
Jake, that was, there. that was great, man. That was great, man. Ooh. I blacked out, honestly. I don't even remember what yeah. I said. <laughs> yeah. Shout out, to, shout, out to, shout out to Deep Water. They're getting real deep up in there. But, um, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Yeah. There, before we officially go, I'd be remiss mm-hmm. if I did not mention that there was a 30 second. A trailer like that really does come in handy. Keep on going. <laughs> oh, it's crazy, Jerome. Yes, yes, Great. Yes. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. I missed you, Jerome. Um, mm-hmm. There was a 30-second spot on uh, on Moon Knight where they just added yes. a few. Oh, was it? Few, okay. Yeah, they, they, you know, they added a few extra shots. We got a little more of a, a look at not only the god uh, Khonshu that that Mark Spector is going to be uh, taken over by in order to become Moon Knight, which is, we actually found out today is voiced by F Murray Abraham, which uh, that that's, that's pretty cool. And it seems like we just got more shots of Moon Knight doing more Moon Knight types of things. Uh, it looks like he's taking on some folks and, and a little bit more on Ethan Hawke's character, just like brief, just brief stuff. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to see we're not too far away, and specifically nope. for us, we are really not too far away for seeing something, seeing at least the initial episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake, I know you saw the spot. What what did you think of? Uh... Honestly, nothing crazy beyond just I'm excited to see him do Moon Knight stuff. It was cool to see it in motion. Um, it looks very smooth, and the costume just looks fucking awesome. Is the big thing. I, I just watched through it, and yeah, um, just more cool ass visuals. I would say. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So just yeah, just wanted to mention that before we go. So Moon Knight, March thirtieth. We ain't far away, uh, as far as that's concerned. But I mean, you. It's been a pleasure to be back with everybody and uh, these fine gentlemen here. So uh, before we go, where can we follow you, gents? Uh, Jerome, go first. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at Black Dragon Roll. He's rolling through LA, rolling through everything, uh, Mister <laughs> Ath- the Mister Athletic uh, Man over here. Uh, and Jake Christie, where can we follow you, my friend? You can follow me on Twitter at the Jake Christie. Yes, and of course you can follow me on Twitter at Anthony Canton underscore three. And of course, uh, Patreon.com, the last thing that that we did for Patreon, um, my guys Hunter and Dalbeen came through for the rabbit hole um, of the No Way Home sessions. I got one more of those planned uh, before we put, put a ribbon and a bow on that one. And I'm sure that we will be covering the end of Peacemaker. Uh, we'll get into that soon. And yeah, just follow along. And also, Jake, we're not too far away from our tournament. No, we are not. March Madness. I think I'm going to release the bracket probably the last week of February because I want to start voting uh, March 1st because last year there was too many each day, <laughs> and so yeah. I want to lighten. I want to spread it out a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. The tournament a couple years ago was really cool. So looking forward to seeing that again. And of course, listen, follow the show at MC University Pod on Twitter. So for Jerome Chang and Jay Christie, I am Anthony Canton the third. This has been Marvel Cinematic University, and we will talk to you next time.